Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of All That Jazz podcast. Thank you to my grade four teacher for giving me the nickname Jazz. This is Jasrat Singh Halan, your member of parliament for Calgary for Assan and shadow minister for immigration, citizenship and refugees. Let me set the scene for all of you. It was a gloomy day in April. I had just finished my mac and cheese at the family room table. It was evening time. As I heard my dad walking over to me with that disappointed look he always has, with another disappointing report card in his hand, he took a deep breath in and asked me in the most serious way possible, Jazz, after high school, are you going to drive cab or are you going to drive a truck? From that point on, I knew I needed to do something big in my life. And that's why we got to where we are today. So thank you, Dad. As a newly elected MP, I knew I had to make sure that we got our conservative message out in the best way possible. And what better way to get our voice out, not just to the amazing constituents of Calgary Forest Lawn, but to all Canadians coast to coast, than doing a podcast. So being the millennial that I am, I figured, hey, this is probably the best way to reach the most amount of people that I could. So thank you again for being patient and thank you for being with us on our first ever episode of All That Jazz podcast. I moved here when I was five with my family. We moved right here into the beautiful riding that I get to represent today, Calgary Forest Lawn. I grew up here, I served here, I worshipped here. And it is such an honor to be able to represent and be the voice of those in Calgary Forest Lawn. I went through many hardships with my family. We've seen poverty. I stood in line in this riding with my family for low-income bus passes. But this country gave us that Canadian dream. It gave us the opportunity to be successful. My stomach says otherwise, but I played a lot of organized sports in this riding. And it taught me many lessons. It taught me how to stay in my role and be a team player. And later on in politics and in small business, I learned that's one of the most important parts is knowing your role and being a good team member. And I thank all the many people that taught me so many lessons growing up, especially our seniors who I was very fortunate to, and I'm still fortunate to be able to serve almost every single day. So growing up here, going through those hardships, it always wanted me make me give back. I wanted others to have less hardships than we had. And so growing up, I was always involved in many different uh, advocacies and different initiatives that would help give back to our communities, whether it was volunteering or whether it was giving my time or uh, being involved with the youth, because most of the time it was our youth, our at-risk youth that was in trouble. I was considered an at-risk youth when I moved here. My Both my parents were very hardworking. They stayed, they did two, two jobs at a time. And we understood that they were busy trying to make a future for us. And at the same time, we had to make sure that we were contributing in the house. So we would pick up odd jobs, like my first job was a, a paper route. But whatever we did, we wanted to make sure we were not only contributing to our house, but we were also contributing back to society. So that service piece was the most important part that we grew up in. I was very fortunate to know and help serve with the late Manmeet Singh Puller, who was an outstanding MLA and community leader. We lost him at a very, very young age, but his advocacy and his passion for human rights really helped pave a way for not just myself, but many other at-risk youth. 
He paved a way for people into politics and he showed us that you could do human rights activities and you could serve at the same time. I was very fortunate to grow up with him and I really developed a passion when I met him. He was my first actual gateway into the political scene. He had approached me in late uh, 2015, just shortly before he had passed away and said, look, I've heard a lot from you already. It's enough of the excuses. It's time. It's time for you to get involved and it's time for you to run now. And after that way, that day, it really paved the way for me that it was a sign from God that it's time now. We've done our advocacy work growing up right here in this beautiful riding and it's time to run. Unfortunately, Manmeet had passed away in 2015, but his legacy of human rights, especially for those persecuted refugees in Afghanistan, lived on through the foundation that his family continues to run, the Manmeet Singh Pillar Foundation. Through there, I was fortunate enough to sponsor a refugee family myself. And it really showed me that it doesn't matter where you are in the world, there's always good that we can do for anyone whether it's within our coastlines or outside. And from that point on, it really set my foundation that this is how I wanted to serve and give back to my community. After my dad had asked me that very important question that set my future in grade 12, I had asked him, what do you think I should do? He looked at me, he looked down, he looked at me again and said, why don't you do accounting? It'd be nice to have an accountant in this house. And so he set my pathway to becoming an accountant, which I probably only did for two months after I graduated. But I was very fortunate enough through our advocacy work with at-risk youth that I met some really wonderful people and we started a home building company. Through that home building company, I was able to help donate and give back through different charities, such as the Peter Lougheed Center and through the Calgary Health Trust. We would raise funds for different initiatives, like the new NICU ward that was opened up at the Peter Lougheed and the new Babies and Moms Ward. So it was a sense of pride that our collective community was able to get together and they were able to give back to wherever we that we grew up. And I just want to give a little story about how important giving back is, and how sometimes things come full circle. We helped raise money over $100,000 between a bunch of small business owners, and it was for the new NICU ward. A couple of years after that, my second daughter, when she was born, she was born in NICU. So I saw the actual, the gift that those NICU wards give to new parents, especially when they're going through really tough situations. I did not know a couple of years back when we were pushing and gathering all these funds together with other small business owners, but it taught me two important lessons. It showed me how important small business is and how much we should keep on advocating for them because in most cases, all small business owners want to give back. When we look at ethnic communities, small business owners are pillars of those communities. They are the pillars that people go to for help, for advice, and they're the ones who are always the first to step up when it comes to giving back to their community. So this was a clear-cut example. And the second example that was set through that initiative for raising funds for NICU was that 
You never know where that money is going, but it's always going to be going to for something good. When we went through the situation of seeing our daughter in the NICU, we saw many different parents in different, different situations. The fact that this new ward was opened up so parents could stay with their kids in the NICU overnight and have other family members there was a big deal. And I saw that firsthand. And let me take this time to thank all those healthcare workers, all the frontline workers for everything that you do, not just throughout this pandemic, but you what you do to help keep parents calm and help parents through all those tough times. So that was just a small example of what small business and what giving back really means to me. And this all ties in with politics because all of these things to me go hand in hand. Now you might be asking, why conservative? Well, for one, every political party I've ever helped out, it wasn't about the party. It was always about the person. I had just mentioned about my, my good friend, the late Manmeet Singh Puller, who served as a conservative cabinet minister right here in Alberta. And I, and I knew people like the Honorable Tim Uppel, who was also the first turbaned cabinet minister on a federal level. And I always get asked this question that, why conservative? I thought conservatives don't like immigration. I thought they don't like immigrants at all. Well, for me, it meant a lot more than that. Not only am I proud to be a part of a party that has made an immigrant like myself, the shadow minister for immigration, and someone who gets to push better policies for our immigration so that when newcomers come here, they're able to see the Canadian dream that I was fortunate enough to experience when I got here with my family. But also, we're the party of small businesses that are the backbone of the economy and of this country. Small businesses are the first to advocate for human rights. My late friend Manmeet Singh Puller is a great example of a conservative who did this out of the goodness of his heart for someone, for people that are being persecuted outside of Canada. So it was an absolute no-brainer for me where my values aligned. Because we need better support for small businesses, because they're the ones who are not only letting our economy run, they're taking those big risks. As a small home builder, I saw this firsthand. It was the many, many hardworking laborers and uh, tradespeople that we worked with. They were always the first people to step up. They're taking a risk and they're also contributing back to the economy and to society. We were able to employ many, many small business owners of different ethnic backgrounds. And it was a sense of pride when there was an initiative like the one that we did for the NICU award, where all the small businesses got together and we were able to donate together. It also opened up a lot of opportunities. And I'll give you just another example of what we were able to do. As I said, I, I was able to uh, serve a lot of at-risk youth like I was at one time. We would sit together and think about after our tutoring sessions or our mentorship sessions, how do we get the youth more involved? One great way is sports, as we all know. So we started coming up with tournaments that we used to run throughout the year, whether it was volleyball, dodgeball, hockey, you name it, whatever sport it was. What it en enabled us to do was not only just to raise money, which wasn't the whole point of the, um, of the initiative that we did, because the money raised would always go to charity. The whole point was not also just to play sports. The point of the initiative of starting those charity sports tournaments 
was so that we were able to put leadership back into the hands of the youth. We would have a, a small group of youth, mostly young women, young girls, that would be so amazing and so inspiring. And they would be the ones that were used to run these tournaments. Because at the end of the day, it's those young women who may not get a chance. We wanted them to be around, sitting around table where they were the CEOs, where they were owning their own companies, being the head of their own departments. We wanted to make sure that we were enabling having them be put into those leadership roles with our support and make sure that that confidence grew inside of them. And it was amazing. They did more more amazing work than any of the work that we could have done. So it was not just inspiring to them. It was extremely inspiring to us. So that was a great way for us to not only involve youth, raise money for charity, but make sure that we were helping put leadership skills in the future generations. Let's fast forward to my actual run into politics. It was... 2015, like I had said, and Manmeet had asked me to run. And I finally had made up my mind. And it was about four years after that, when the first provincial election was running coming up, I had ran in a really tough, really tough nomination provincially that that happened in 2018. In 2018 was a very tough year for myself and my family as well. As my youngest daughter had um, a very very hard surgery before she turned one. And at that time, we were supposed to go through the whole process of the surgery through the hospital and be out within about three days with one surgery. That one surgery turned into six major surgeries. And at a point, we almost had lost her two separate times. And this was at a time when we were running through our nomination. And it was really our team that was not only making sure me and my family were okay, but they were also making sure that our nomination run kept going and kept going strong. We were very, very proud to have one of the largest nomination gatherings in November of 2018. That was my first ever nomination I had won. Fast forward that to the spring election in 2019, and we were unfortunately, we did not win that election provincially. But I was so proud of our team I had nothing that I could hang my head on. Of course, after a loss, you do feel sad, but it's really that's when you learn the journey is everything. Although it was minus 40, and some might think that was crazy we were door knocking, it was actually our team that was there, ready to go, knocking on those doors because they believed in what we were doing. You know, sometimes it's not always just about the party. Sometimes you volunteer because of the person. And I'm so proud that our team put so much trust in me, but it was them who really formed me into the person I am today. I'm super thankful for that, that these people who I would consider crazy sometimes were door knocking out of blind faith just because of the mission that we had to make sure that we lived in a better Alberta. I'm a very, very faithful and someone who's very devoted to my faith. And one thing I always learned was it's always about the journey. Never about the end result. Give it your all and leave everything else in the hands of God. And it was very interesting that after we lost that provincial election, someone very close to me who was very, very devoted as well had called me and said, Jazz, look, I know it's tough to lose, but I have this feeling that 
the reason why you lost might might be cleared up and answered within six months. And literally six months after that day, it all had became clear. We had unfortunately lost the late Honorable Deepak O'Brien, who had served Calgary Forest Lawn for many, many, many years. We had lost Deepak O'Brien that year in the summer, unfortunately. And I had, I had thought at that time, is it, is it time I just lost recently? And, you know, after a loss, you have to make up for family time, your, your, your finances. But I was so encouraged by all those same people, those crazy people that were door knocking with me in minus 40, that we have to do this. We have to do this. We've started this mission together. We can get this done. And once again, I had run in my second nomination within one year. And if you ask anyone in politics, nominations are some of the hardest things you will ever experience. It literally is blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of dedication. And you cannot do it without your team. Once again, from the hard efforts of all of our team, I was fortunate enough in August to be able to win the federal nomination for the Conservative Party for Calgary Forest Lawn. And just almost two short months after that, I became the Member of Parliament for Calgary Forest Lawn, which I'm honored every single day that these amazing constituents, our donors and our team, put their faith in me to represent them and be their voice in Ottawa. I am forever grateful. And once again in 2021, the same team, the same amazing constituents, the same donors, I'm so proud that they gave me another mandate to be their voice again in Ottawa. I want to take this time to thank each and every one of them. And now we're here. Being a millennial, what better way to reach the most amount of people than a podcast? We all know life gets busy. You don't get to sit down and watch a YouTube video all the time. There's no better way when you're going for a jog or when you're exercising or just driving to hear my lovely voice in a podcast. I wanted to do this because I wanted to reach the maximum amount of people from coast to coast, not just to spread our amazing conservative movement, but I wanted to bring in front of all of the listeners and viewers some different perspectives of what politics really is and the platform that it can become. Sometimes there's a stigma about politics, about it being cutthroat, and and all about power. But there is a huge aspect of this that's missing that I really want to bring back into the forefront and the light. And that's service. Service back to community. It's the service back to our country, the country that's given us so much. An immigrant like myself and many others who come here that Canadian dream that we always talk about. And I wanted to bring that perspective back, whether it's through other, other people in the political realm, community leaders, other volunteers. I wanted to make sure that we have the most broad amount of topics and people on here that can inspire and help the next generations, whether they want to become a CEO, run their own businesses, whether they want to get into politics. I wanted to make sure that we give back as much as we can, and we give insight to how others can do the same. 
So that is one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. In closing our, our first episode of All That Jazz podcast, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please choose to follow it on whatever directory you're listening to it on. Please leave a five-star rating on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcast. We would love it if you could smash that like button and subscribe button on YouTube as well. And leave a written review. I also am going to leave you with one thing, an ask. If you'd like to see an episode or someone on this show, leave that in the comments for us. We'll go through them and we'd love to have your ideas. And please do me a huge favor. Share this episode with one friend. Take care of yourselves and thank you again.